0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everyone. Matt Donald here. Just letting you know once again at the top of the show that I now, as in the last couple months, but now have a Patreon at patreon.com slash donald. There you'll find bonus content for The Ritwit and Paleobytes, my two shows, but mostly Paleobytes. I'm really slacking on Ritwit content. In the Paleobites portion of it, you get bonus episodes about prehistoric animals in popular culture. And this month, we're talking about Dino Island, an obscure 2002 business strategy game that no one but me remembers or likes, but I love it. Guilty pleasure mine. You get to hybridize dinosaurs, you can hybridize hybrids. There's billions of possibilities of dinosaurs. It's great anyways check it out link is in the description for the patreon thank you for your support and have a wonderful day wonderful day uh it's still COVID times though so it can't be too wonderful roar growl snarl bellow Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast whose sediments will be discovered millions of years from now and be mistaken for sludge. My name's Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by the most famous adventurer in all of Colorado, (laughs) uh, Natasha Crack. How are you?
1: Oh, doing well, doing well.
0: Yes, it is a fine day. Last time we recorded together, you know, we record all these sessions all at once. It was back in February, back when COVID hadn't quite hit yet, and everything was, yeah, I don't, I miss those
1: times. (laughs) Oh, you and me both. And the funny thing is, like this time, I had just come from another adventure.
0: Yeah? What'd you do?
1: Well, this time, I went to a small mining community.
0: Ooh.
1: Now, I'm not going to disclose too much because the place I went is actually super important to their local history. Ah, uh,
0: so you want to preserve it.
1: I, I do, and if those people who appreciate history want to go there, um, they can certainly message me or the Victor Heritage Society. Yeah. Because it's a beautiful part of their history. It's just tucked in the backwoods. It's falling into disrepair, which is tragic.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: It's tragic. So for those who are interested, please contact the Victor Heritage Society. Same shameless plug for them. (laughs) Their small mining communities have been since the 1850s. Oh, cool. And are still propped up to this day by a gold mine.
0: Yeah, that sounds cool. You'd think it'd be a big tourist attraction.
1: You know, you actually can pay a small fee at their museum under normal circumstances to go tour the active gold mine.
0: Oh, that'd be, see, like an active gold mine? Like, I'd go there. Like, people go to the world's largest ball of yarn or whatever. Why can't they go to that?
1: Right? I mean, their museum alone is adorable.
0: Oh, that sounds cute. Uh,
1: (laughs) But yes, it's still an active mine. They're actually mining over where other shaft mines were. These days you can find it on Google Image. Max. Yeah, I think,
0: I've, I think you've shown it to me before, yeah. Yes, it's an
1: open pit mine that straddles Victor and Cripple Creek, Colorado.
0: Surely there's not any gold left in it, though, at this you point. You would
1: think, but apparently Cause... they started uh, looking in the tailings piles, first from the old mines when mining mm-hmm. was less efficient.
0: Right, that's true. Back when, you know, they had, they had mules <laughs> do all the heavy lifting for them.
1: Oh, yeah, and mules <laughs> are a huge part of that uh, community <laughs> as well. Mules and donkeys. Yep. They've got whole days down in Cripple Creek dedicated to them.
0: Oh, that sounds fun. I wonder if they can find any fossils there, huh? In I wouldn't mo-
1: doubt that they've found
0: fossils. Yeah, they can call it a uh, Goldosaurus or like <laughs> <A-Aus or> AUSAURS. <laughs> we'll
1: let the scientists come up with the El- clever names. Eldoradosaurus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh remind me next time to uh i had a question for you about cooking because i i've been watching Chopped lately but we'll save that oh for boy. next
1: that's we'll... actually one of my favorite shows oh isn't
0: it great <laughs> well we'll i'll ask you the dinosaur really question for that next time because uh uh because we've already talked enough i think during that but uh speaking of okay. Wow, well,
1: i feel mining and fossils sometimes overlap so exactly why not
0: and also here i got a great segue <laughs> I said Saurus. In the movie, The Road to El Dorado*, there was a scene where they threw the gold to Shibalba.
1: The Mayan underworld. And
0: speaking of Shibalba...
1: Well, I understand you've got an animal related to Shibalba today. I do.
0: It's part of our Paleobites X series, Shibalba Onyx.
1: Now, what on planet Earth could that be? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's
0: Claw the Mayan underworld, though, is what... Is what it means. Hold on, where is it on my notes?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds terrifying, it, but let's be honest, it's probably not.
0: I mean, it is pretty terrifying. It's a it's a ground sloth, like Megatherium. It's okay. smaller than a Megatherium, but not by much. I mean, it's still big enough... That I would want to mess with, okay. So uh, it,
1: none of us really would want to mess with a <laughs> giant ground sloth, even modern sloths. Look at the claws on those things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, type, it's a megalonychid, a group of ground sloths that doesn't include megatherium, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, size, 9 to 9.8 feet, slash 2.7 to, to 3 meters long.
1: So still a formidable creature, yes. nonetheless.
0: 1,100 thousand, one to 2,200 kilograms, or 500, wait. Type this into my notes wrong. 1,100 to 2,200 pounds. Uh, 5,000 to 1,000 kilograms. That's Ooh. right. so nothing small. No, exactly. It's still like a... It's bigger than a... Wait, like, how much does a bear weigh? What kind of bear? Oh, let's say a grizzly.
1: Grizzlies can get up towards 2,000 pounds. Okay,
0: so this is like a grizzly bear. A big grizzly bear.
1: But mind you, so can their favorite prey, the moose.
0: That's true, that's true. <laughs> uh... Diet herbivore, thankfully. Whew,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a bullet there.
0: <laughs> uh, time, uh, this is kind of weird. I only have a certain, very specific timeline for this. It's uh, 16,000 to 10,000 years ago, but presumably longer than that, though, because I highly doubt a species only lasted 6,000 years.
1: Yeah, evolution doesn't work like that. That'd
0: be a real failure of a and species. And I'm a novice with evolution.
1: There are other people who much better versed in it, but... Yeah. That's too short for any species. Yeah, I'm
0: assuming we, that's just we all we found fossil records of it, and that the one, the couple fossils we found of it are dated to that time, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't take place earlier or later, too.
1: This is true, because fossilization is such a specialized process.
0: It is. Uh, probably not too much later, though, if it was only 10,000 years ago, because that's right at the end of the Ice Age, So, uh, and that's when all the death of all the big megafauna started to happen, so but presumably a lot earlier than 16,000 years ago.
1: Presumably.
0: Uh, location, Mexico. Makes sense. Yes. Um, Described in 2017. It's a recent, boy.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But the fossil <laughs> record's always churning up new things.
0: It really is. Like, ugh we're in a golden age of prehistoric animal discovery.
1: We really are and our methods for discovering and dating these fossils Mm -hmm. are getting better and better.
0: I just really am not looking forward to the day that we run out, because we will run out. It's not like there'll ever any new fossils. (laughs) They've always been there. They've always
1: been there, but here's the thing. We will never fully understand how diverse Mm -hmm. prehistoric Earth was in these different eras due to, again, the specialization of The fossilization process. Right, right. So there will always be missing species.
0: There absolutely will be. And even when we do find literally every fossil, we can still study them and learn more stuff. Indeed. There's so many times where we've looked at old fossils and be like, wait a minute, what we have in our original studies wasn't right. Hold on.
1: I mean, if we look at how the evolution of the T-Rex has gone from... Mm -hmm. 1950 to 2020
0: or like yeah back in the early 1900s when back when everything was like the kangaroo posture like oh the
1: kangaroo posture yeah and
0: like everything like way their spine was way high up you know
1: and these days we've discovered that oh well uh that doesn't work
0: yes it's horizontal the spine is horizontal so
1: it works like a spine (laughs) what do you
0: know (laughs) who would have thought Uh, Pop culture appearances, I say this for every uh, creature in the X-Series, Paleobites X-Series is the only pop culture appearance because most of these creatures are not in a lot of pop culture.
1: (laughs) No, and that's rather unfortunate. But none of these directors have gotten too crazy with the Ice Age yet other than those kids' movies.
0: Uh, You know, know, for, uh, for what it's worth Sid the Sloth is small enough Compared to a Megatherium. he could be a Shaba
1: <laughs> Well, he is enough trouble.
0: I mean, I've I've heard I've read because like he's just classified as a sloth, but he's too small to be Megatherium, so some Paleo fans think he's like a, a Mylodon or a Glossotherium or one of the smaller ground sloths. But Shibobalonyx, why not? Why
1: not? <laughs> it wouldn't be the craziest thing these directors have thrown at us.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, uh, there are a lot of cool places to discover fossils. Uh, There's the Badlands, there's the desert, there's the Badlands, (laughs) there's the deserts. There's sometimes underneath a parking lot, like the Triceratops skull here in Denver.
1: <laughs> Didn't it end up being a Taurosaurus?
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, I ah, don't know. One of the two. Jack Horner thinks they're the same anyways.
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the Florissant Fossil Beds here in Florissant, Colorado. Right. I haven't been there personally, but I've heard good things. And there's
0: Dinosaur Ridge, which is, you know, on the mountainside, mm-hmm. not too far away from Denver. It's like 20-minute drive, so that's cool. Anyway, I remember
1: going there as a child. Oh, once it's, it's great. Footprints.
0: I, I need to go. I'm. I've been going back there. I need to. I'm actually uh, quitting my current day job to. And so now they'll have more time because I'm doing. I'm doing Uber Eats now. Ah. And uh, now they'll have more time. One of, and since you know you can make your own schedule with Uber Eats, I'm thinking about volunteering back at Dinosaur Rage again. Nice. Um. Uh, anyways, as well as those those places, there's uh again the badlands and the deserts. <laughs> but what about underwater?
1: I mean, crazier things have been discovered not, underwater.
0: Not only that, but an underwater cave. Ooh, terrifying. <laughs> That's where Shababa's Shababa Onyx was first discovered.
1: Well, then the name fits perfectly. It does.
0: And the Zapote Sinkhole near Puerto Morelos, Mexico.
2: For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: I'm not sure how they excavate the fossils from underwater to put them in storage for study, but that's just the power of science. They can do whatever they need to.
1: Basically, yeah, as long as it stays within the laws of physics. Mostly.
0: <laughs> Mostly, yeah. <laughs> we just, still question a few things. I'm just, we need to get warp drive going soon so we can join the Federation of Planets.
1: <laughs> I mean, in theory, it's possible if you... Talk about warping space time and folding space time. Therefore, sounds not Violating the laws of sounds physics. dangerous.
0: I like space time. Don't bend it, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any space benders.
0: <laughs> it's like all those people, those scientists who are like, "Hey, you know, we can do it. We can. There are ways we can replicate a big bang." And I'm like, "Why would you want to do that?" <laughs> <laughs> because they can. Let's just. I just imagine this whole big bang exploding our universe and then sh- a new universe. <laughs> and it raises all the existential questions like is our universe some scientist or some alien scientist pro- school project? I mean that we he got a C minus on <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have heard that one before, and it's always entertaining. It is. A bit existential, but entertaining nonetheless. Yeah,
0: or we're all in the Matrix. <laughs>
1: oh, that too, I've heard that one. Yeah. Or that our universe is a hologram, that's particularly entertaining. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? Just live your life. I mean,
1: it's all life. fun. Life is short.
0: Yeah. I've I realized I'm kind of like an, an optimist. Optimistic nihilist, where I'm like, we really all don't have a purpose, but that's okay, we can make our own, and we I can mean, live the best life we can, so... I
1: mean, I'm of the ideals that we define our own purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Mind you, I'm gonna put it out there, I am a staunch atheist. Yes. I don't believe in any god or gods, I'm therefore... I- we define our purpose
0: i'm agnostic i think i can't quite commit <laughs> i'm the lazy man's atheist
1: yeah, not necessarily but well, that's a pretty philosophical discussion and we're here to discuss prehistoric law yeah
0: anyway shababa Onyx. <laughs> i guess it's about the underworld so it makes sense in a sense yeah uh anyway so you might think that uh uh that does this mean if you found it, these water these fossils underwater was Shababa Onyx a marine ground sloth or aquatic?
1: Hardly.
0: Nope. That, because even that short amount of time ago, that area of land was not underwater. Correct. Uh, there was. This was at the end of the last ice age, a time when the ice caps spread a lot further than normal, and that just means that the sea levels were a lot lower than they are today, thanks to all the frozen water at the poles. Yes. Yes. So therefore, many underwater areas just beyond the coastlines of today were above water back then. Most famously, the Bering Strait, the land mm-hmm. bridge between Russia and Alaska.
1: Which you know, it's theorized that um, the original Native Americans crossed over. That's how they era.
0: got here. Yeah.
1: At least that's the theory, and there is some evidence.
0: Yeah, it. I'd say that. I'd say so. Um, that makes sense. Where else? How else would they get there? They came here before there were boats. So. <laughs> so. Or at least sea- seafaring boats. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, it's true, there could have been some, I don't know, other There thing. could
1: have been some small lake boats, but yeah. we, I Just don't know. Just get a piece other... of driftwood. <laughs> 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 I'm an engineer. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I'm not You either.
1: want something destroyed, give me a hammer and give me five minutes. Ah,
0: uh, yes, that kind of engineering. the Percussive maintenance. <laughs> yes,
1: percussive maintenance. <laughs> yes. Works well.
0: Yeah. Just keep bashing it, and then eventually it'll work.
1: Turns out sometimes it works well on buses, too.
0: Oh, or just restart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or both.
0: Restart the bus. The bus isn't working. You should try restarting.
1: Oh, yeah, just totally knife the battery. <laughs> that, that's a technical term, too.
0: <laughs> knife a... the battery's a technical term.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a technical term. Oh, wow. For disconnect and reconnect the battery real quick with the pull of a lever. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh. Oh, the things you learn on this show that's not even about, like, there's so many things you learn on this show that aren't anything to do with paleontology, but it's still fun. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's what the point of this is. Talk paleontology and fun.
0: Talk paleontology, talk crap. That's the point (laughs) of this show. Uh, uh, But, so, Shababa Onyx seems to be a typical member of its family of ground sloths, the Megalonychids, and that it was a bear-sized and kind of bear-shaped sloth. And uh, I might have even occasionally spent a bit of time in the trees, like a modern sloth, although not as as much. Probably and
1: not as capable a climber.
0: But but like a bear, it probably could have gone up there a little bit. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: bears are amazing climbers. Never out try to outclimb a bear. Bears
0: are amazing at everything. If you see a bear and the bear wants to kill you, you just got to accept your fate. You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> like, they will outrun you. They will outpower you. <laughs> they will. They can probably outswim you they, they can, can out- outswim you yeah, they can outclimb you even if if you got a hang glider and tried to f- glide away they'd f- probably find a way <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe i think that's the one thing they can't do they
0: can't fly okay they can't fly okay not yet anyway they they just you know get a beehive Get thousands of be- no millions of bees and just ride the swarm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean bears. They are some of the best evolved animals in modern day.
0: Oh yeah, they're just they're just powerhouses. They're they're like they they they're one of those animals that's like kind of really good at a lot of things, like a master of all like a Mario, <laughs>
1: They're a jack of all trades animal.
0: Yeah, like although I guess Mario is just only okay at everything. This is like
1: <laughs> Yeah, Mario's just okay.
0: Yeah, he's the middle man, that's how he, <laughs> uh, uh, apparently the megalonychids got to north america from south america even earlier than when panama collided with south america
1: wow and
0: and caused the great america interchange uh apparently the megalonychids island hopped all across the caribbean
1: so it's possible they had some swimming capabilities yeah
0: yeah exactly that's just kind of funny to imagine like oh we got here first <laughs> yeah it's like, oh, this new continent—it's ours! I pl- place my Shababa Onyx flag. <laughs> and who
1: knows? Maybe more fossils will be discovered, and we'll learn more about it.
0: Yeah, and then find out exactly how long ago it lived mm-hmm. and how recently it lived. Maybe it's still around today. Where are my conspiracy v- theory videos about megalon? Uh, not megalonica. Uh, Onyx sighting? <laughs> question mark? Question mark?
1: <laughs> Don't give the internet ideas—they've got enough of them. <laughs> Uh, bad internet, bad. <laughs> uh,
0: this is also a double whammy in our Paleobites X series. As not only does it start with the letter X, it also ends with it.
1: Wow! <laughs>
0: so, so that's neat. Uh, there's actually a whole set of animals that start with X and have a second X somewhere in the name. So maybe I should have saved this creature for my second set of Paleobites X series, the X squared series. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's be honest. There's not going to be a lot of those.
0: There's a few. Uh, a lot of them are Chinese, like, and so it's pronounced like Xishiasaurus. It's X-I-X-I-A-saurus. Yes,
1: yeah, so a lot of Xs in some dialects of Chinese are pronounced as S-H.
0: Yeah, like Xia or Chia or something. Uh-huh. Oh, Yeah, like one of the creatures we did, uh, I think actually if I look at my notes, here, I think it was the one that came out last week based on my notes of when <laughs> these episodes come out. Hold on. I'm going to check on air because I'm very professional. uh <laughs>
1: Ah, oh, they can't see us.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. So, it was Ah. Oh. It's one of my favorite dinosaurs, from how cool the name is. And a uh, species name is Trilichionensis. Oh. And it begins with a Q.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> because the Chinese Q is chi.
1: Yes. Oh, I took a full semester, full year of Chinese history. Actually, oh, cool. while at University of Northern Colorado.
0: Oh, wow. Yes, our our university. Represent. Yes. So... <laughs> And the bears, do- speaking of bears. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, and the professor I had, Dr. Fong, he actually, at the beginning of every semester, made us properly pronounce the names of every dynasty.
0: I thought you were going to say dinosaur first. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, dynasty. And yes. then
1: he did teach us a few pronunciations, but not cool. enough where I understand any Mandarin.
0: Yeah, no, uh, th- or th- that's any one of the th- Chinese style. Yeah, for that like matter. that's that's those yeah those East Asian languages are just so difficult, especially with like how their lettering doesn't always necessarily mean just letters; it's also whole words, the yes. kanji, that kind of thing.
1: Now I admit I do respond to a bit of Korean because of martial arts. Yeah. but that's and another story.
0: Friend of the show, Matt David, uh, knows a little bit of Japanese, so because he's been in Japan for years. So nice. He's coming back soon, actually. So. By the time well, that's this episode comes hear. out, he'll be back, actually. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, but, yeah, so that's basically all there is to know about Shabal Onox that we know so far. Just basically we found it in an underwater cave. Uh, that's pretty neat. Uh, uh, it has a cool name. It's part of a group of sloths that aren't Megatherium. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. But now we're at everyone's favorite part of the show, maybe. I don't know. We're rate don't the know. animal one out of 65 million.
1: Well... I'm going to be modest and give it a 25 million because yeah. we don't know a lot about it yet. Right. I'm not willing to give it zero. Yeah, I'm not yeah. willing to give it one.
0: The lowest it- score of the show so far has been when I when we did uh, Arthropleura, the giant millipede, and I hated it, so I gave it a two. <laughs> not not two million, two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm going to stay with the 25 million just to be yeah. modest to it because, let's be honest, cool name, discovered in an underwater cave, Yeah, that's a lot going for it. Yeah,
0: that's basically all of its points, <laughs> those two things.
1: But I'm not going to rate it a zero because we don't know a lot about it. Yeah. We have some ideas.
0: I think the only reason you should rate any animal here a zero is if it personally offends you <laughs> in, <laughs> s- in some way or another. <laughs> it's like, this is uh, a Matt Donaldosaurus, and all-, all of its fossils are just it giving the finger. <laughs> <laughs> it has an elongated middle claw, <laughs> and it's always held up at the... <laughs> And I'm like, ah! <laughs> That's a zero. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, that would be a zero. <laughs>
0: All right, I'm going to give this... Th- I probably think I'm going to agree with you. I can give it like a 25 mil. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. Like Again, the name and the location of its discovery, those are the cool things about it. But yeah, There's
1: that, more to discover about there, it yet.
0: Yeah, and also it might have been a real failure of a species if it lasted only 6,000 years. It probably didn't, but if it did... <laughs>
1: Right? Well, if we find out that that is true, well, the rating's gonna drop significantly. Yeah,
0: come on, 6,000 years, I could last that long. (laughs) Let's see how modern medicine goes. (laughs) Uh, We're gonna be dead in 6,000 years. Anyways. Yeah! (laughs) All of us, just all the human race. Yeah, Yeah.
1: basically, at this point, the way we're going.
0: (laughs) All right. well, that's it for this week. Uh, If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at mattd at matthewdawncreator.com. You can... Rate us on... Ooh, if you could rate us on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. It really helps the algorithm. Five stars if you'd like. Uh... You know, higher ratings help. If you want to rate four stars just to not seem so kiss-assy, that would be fine, too. <laughs> uh, if you w- if you really, really hate the show and want to give us one star, that's I guess that's fine. We can't stop you. Good. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> yes,
1: thank you for at least being honest and saying you hate our sarcastic personalities. Yeah,
0: and you're like, there's not enough dinosaur talk on this dinosaur podcast. <laughs>
1: Y'all go on too many buddy trails.
0: Yeah, pff, welcome to life. Welcome to <laughs> social life. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can get you can contact me or you can find me at uh, Matthew Dawn Creator on Facebook, at MatthewDon64 on Twitter, and MatthewDon64 on Instagram. Uh, if you're interested in writing, I have another show with the aforementioned Matt David called The Ritwit, where two twits talk about writing It's a fun show. And if you're interested in reading, I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. I like to bring this up every time Natasha's on, but she did the illustrations. <laughs>
1: And they were a fun project for the time. They
0: were. They were. For the time, though. Now you're just like, I wouldn't do that again. Oh, <laughs> I would do that again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it,
1: it, it helped me grow as an artist. Yes,
0: yes, indeed. All right, well, that's it for this week. I was say at the end of every episode of Paleobites. uh What does this thing make? It's just meant like a moose. You're <laughs> just, just yawning. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like a mix between a moose and a cow. Like uh... hmm.